Welcome to the Forgiven Podcast, everybody. Uh, I am your host, uh, Pastor Logan. Um, as always, I have with me uh, Pastor Mike Gordon. How's everyone doing today? Um, I think they're doing pretty good. Yes. Um, and so just a quick fair warning, we are doing a remote episode. So if there are some technical difficulties and everything, I'm just giving you a forewarning um, that there might be some. Um, but nonetheless, please listen to it because I just have this amazing feeling that this is going to be an incredible episode um, because I have two friends of mine on the podcast today who run an incredible ministry um, called Inspire Fire Ministries. Uh, we worked together for like a year um, just volunteering at the same church and our path, I was lucky to have my paths um, cross um, with them. They're, they're an amazing um, power couple in ministry. And so today we have on the creators, the directors, the, the leaders of Inspire Fire um, Ministries. We have Wade and Jenny Sanderson joining us today. Um, so please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what your ministry does. Yeah, this is uh, Wade Sanderson. Uh, our ministry uh, started a few years ago. God had put it in our hearts even prior to going to Bible school and uh, we launched it just over two years ago and uh, we've been doing all sorts of ministry like through uh, going into addiction centers, schools uh churches and reserves to go and share the good news to people so it's been actually a pretty interesting god's been opening a lot of doors uh, and uh yeah we've been just advancing the kingdom and uh sharing the good news to youth. that's amazing um so what sort of you know for lack of a better pun inspired um the name and and what you guys do yeah so i can take that question we call it inspire fire ministries because um well it actually started during lockdown time we just felt like um the scripture matthew 10 28 says don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body they cannot touch your soul fear only god who can destroy both soul and body in hell and I know that's an intense scripture, but it was an intense time. And we just really had felt for years to start a ministry um, that we really wanted to see souls saved. And that was so, so important to God and important to us. So we just moved forward with it one step at a time. And I quit my job and we launched. Wow. Yeah. That's that's incredible to to take those steps of faith. It's also exciting when when you do something like that. Like as, as Logan was kind of explaining to me of uh, the the ministry that you have and the, the passion that both of you have for this ministry. The one question I was asking myself is, so is there an actual focus? Like uh, when, when you think of the ministry, is there a primary target that you have of people that you, you try and minister to? Yes, we do have a prime target. Um, um, our mission statement is to preach the gospel, heal and revive all people in particular, our Indigenous brothers and sisters, through the love of Jesus, power of prayer, and the Holy Spirit. That is very powerful because um, I love that you talk about, like, healing. I think that that is, like, a huge – I mean, obviously, in Canada, obviously, the divide between – 
you know, churches and indigenous communities, obviously something that is super deep and wide. And so trying, you know, our best to heal that I think is really, really powerful. Um, and so I love that part of the mission statement. Um, and I think that the way you guys go about achieving that is like really cool. And I put it in our notes and I put it in a, in brackets and stuff, but I just wanted to say like, your guys is like social media is awesome. Like the clips that you guys make and the quality and everything like that, I think is like so good. And it goes really far to reaching that last part of like reaching all people. Um, so just give you a little bit of flowers in that. Uh, and just Well, we have to say a big thank you to, um, we have a full-time volunteer. His name is Josiah Griffith. If you're listening, Josiah, thank you. He makes most of our reels. Like he is incredible. Yeah, I think, and I just... Um, and I think when it goes like, in, I mean, let's be real. A lot of what you guys are hitting at is like Gen Z, right? I think that that's probably like the biggest generation that you're hitting at, or at least from what I've seen. So, and if I'm wrong, please, um, let me know. And I think we'd have to all agree here that yep. like social media is probably the best way to like, at least introduce that like gospel conversation to them. Absolutely. It's funny that you say that because it wasn't actually our, our target when we got started. Um, Wade really connects well with adults and I've always loved young adults, but you know, you just kind of go with where the Holy Spirit is moving and he is very much moving on the youth. So we just keep saying yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think it's, I think it's incredible because um, I've just seen like a, a great, passion shift in Gen Z. And I think that that is like mm -hmm. really incredible, right? I think a lot of people have kind of written Gen Z off a little bit and are kind of, you know, oh, they're too woke or they're too social justice minded or they're too this or they're too that. It's no, I think that there's actually like a huge shift um, of culture there. And I think that that like extends not just to like, you know, I think that extends to all of Gen Z. And I just think that not a lot of people think about that. So I think that that is like, really incredible so like what is it that you guys like do like what like 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 what is it like physically like you're showing up and you're doing what like well <clears throat> first and foremost is we for myself like and my wife we share our testimonies how we encountered uh the lord when we first came to the lord so there's testimonies testimonies and testimonies so it says in the word of god you overcome the enemy by the word of your testimony and the blood of the lamb so i connect testimonies patrimonies and the word of god when i go to these places and what happens is we bring this word alive so when we share our testimonies, I preach in the process or do a testimony or a preachimony. So a, a preachimony would be kind of uh, intertwining with a testimony and the word of God, both of them side by side. So they complement each other and it brings the word of God alive and the kids get touched powerfully by the Holy Spirit. And so we release that in the presence of God comes and touches the people and uh, it really ministers to them. Especially the kids start uh, getting touched by the love of God. Pe people got, uh, get set free. Uh, they start weeping in the presence of God everywhere we've been. And we really believe that even wherever we go, we believe that revival is coming. And I believe they're just getting touched powerfully and there would be a transformation wherever we've been. We've been hearing testimonies. We've been 
because of how God touched them during the meetings. And uh, yeah, that's kind of along the lines, a uh, broad view of uh, what we've been doing. Yeah. Wow. That was, it's it's interesting to see how, how ministry is birthed and how God ends up uh, just fine-tuning things and and leading leading you in that process now you said if i'm if i'm not mistaken jenny that you guys started during the lockdown yeah that's when god well, from our first date <laughs> our first date was like seven years ago seven and a half years ago we talked about you know what god has called him to what god had called me to and one of the first things he said was i'm going to travel the world and preach the gospel and that was exactly what the Lord had put in my heart for years. And so eventually down the road, we got married. Um, but we always knew that we were called to ministry. Even I was working at a different ministry, um, helping people through addictions before um, we launched our ministry. But I always knew that we would do something ourselves as well. Wow. And so so the, you would have the challenges of lockdown, especially if you're starting up a ministry in that respect. How is how have things changed or how have things evolved now that we are kind of getting slowly out of, you know, the, the repercussions of COVID and stuff like that? Has the, the ministry taken a turn again? Uh, how how, how have, have things changed? Or is there a new chapter starting as, uh, as we, you know, things have changed in terms of being able to reach people and... Uh, and to be able to connect again. Yeah, well, I think um, we finally had the clarity, the vision during lockdown said, this is what we need to do. And then I went back to work for a month and then the Holy Spirit was like, no, <laughs> you need to let this go and be obedient to what you know he called us to as a ministry. So um, we were coming out of lockdowns as we started the ministry. It's been okay. about two years now, just over two years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we obviously travel, <laughs> we preach the gospel, we lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Um, so it's very obviously different than before. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's, sure. that's awesome. Like, you know, I just, I want to say too, I think that it's just something you hit on there. And I think it's really important that like you hit on the fact that like you went back to work and it was, and, and God was very clear, like, no, you're not going to like continue to do this. Right. Like, I think that that's like right. a, a kind of an integral part of the the story there of like, no, God like made it very clear that like, you know, sometimes what we think is a plan is not what God has for us. So just like encourage the listeners to like, you know, God mm -hmm. does make it abundantly clear to us when he, we're in the wrong direction or when he doesn't want us like doing something. So I think that that is like mm -hmm. really, really powerful of like, yeah, you did go back to work, but you still felt that prompting and you responded to it, which like mm -hmm. is incredible. Yeah. Cause I know some people who might not do that or might not be, you know, open to that. And it's a, you know, pastor Mike, you talked about it a little bit before, but like to quit your job, to have like, to be, you know, for the most part, newly married. Um, and to take that huge step of faith to like start like a ministry, like that takes a lot of guts. Like that's a lot of faith work that goes into like doing something like that, which I think only goes to kind of add more fuel to the spiritual fire of like, it goes to prove like you guys are, you live what you teach, you know? Like I think, I think that is like really, really powerful. Um, that just wanted the listeners to understand that like you guys like quit your jobs, you gave up your life, so to speak, to like pursue this. Like that's incredible. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm kind of asking and I'm thinking of, of those people who are listening and trying and and as they're just being introduced uh, to inspire fire ministries, you know the thought is so. So how does ministry start for you? Or do you do you start a meeting, or are you invited into a community, or how how do you um, 
extend your ministry? We, uh, if I may, just to quickly touch back on what Logan was saying, okay. I just want to feel to encourage the listeners as well. Like sometimes good is the enemy of great and God has great plans for our lives, you know? So I just want to encourage people, you know, you might be doing something good, but God can call you to more. And when you're obedient, he will, he will show up in power. So just wanted to encourage the viewers with that. Yeah, but keep going, baby. You got this. Everything that's happened to this point has has propelled everything to the ministry of Inspire Fire. Our marriage is a testimony we we witness on that level and uh, all the other things that pertained. Yes, we did leave everything, but to gain everything, because everything is old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And for us getting the the word out there, we we were. We rely on the Holy Spirit to actually do that. So we go to one place, and uh, another 20 people hear about it. And there's leaders in that, those meetings that go to their other communities and share. So it's like a, through the word of mouth and uh, through YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah. So everybody's hearing it right across uh, the province and provinces. And uh, once they get a hold of that, everybody starts telling everybody. And next thing you know, everybody's calling us. Nice. Yeah. It, Hallelujah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so, I mean, some of the listeners might not be able to. Some of the older ones that we might have might. When I like watch your videos and when I see what you do, it reminds me of like old school tent meetings. Like I'd never be, I'd never <laughs> been I'd never been to one. But like I've like I've. I mean, went to Bible college. We learned about them. I've watched the videos and and stuff like that. And 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 I think there's something like super special like about that because like those started just as like word of mouth, people talking about God moving and coming together. Uh, and I think that like organic sort of nature to it is what makes it so special as well. So Amen. and uh, one thing too that you know Pastor Mike just kind of mentioned as well, which I think is like you know, really important. And it was, and Wade, you mentioned it too. It's like, it was going to be my next question is like, how is your ministry preparing young leaders? How are you empowering them so that when you leave, they still have that fire like inside of them? Absolutely. Well, first thing is we partner with pastors. So evangelists and pastors work together. I mean, the whole fivefold needs to work together. You know, apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, all of them. <laughs> um, but when we go into a community, we're always partnering with pastors. We're invited by pastors. Um, and then we work with them after, you know, if 8, 10, 20 people, 80 people get saved. Then that pastor is amazing. And we continue to pray and, and partner with them and they baptize them and they disciple them and invite us back to you know light a fire again if they need it. So hallelujah. I like that. I like that a lot. It's kinda kinda interesting that you you mentioned that, Jenny, because as I was picking up Logan to, to come into church today, we are talking about the fact that we are not seeing the office of evangelist uh any anymore, or at least not as strongly as we we used to do it, and so it's kind of a breath of fresh air to be able to see people taking out steps of faith and doing the work of evangelism. So, so thank you for that. Yeah, it's definitely a Holy Spirit moment right there. Because, yeah, I think that you guys like are a modern day evangel evangelist. Truly, exactly what you do. You go, you preach the gospel, you inspire people, and you and and you keep doing it. And I think that that is like an incredible. Um, 
talent and one that like I just don't really have. Of course, I can teach the gospel to on a Sunday morning and stuff like that, but it's a whole other skill to go out and to do it, you know, the way that you guys do it, right? To actually like see that change in people is special. Thank you so much. But I also want to say that, you know, not everyone is called the office of the evangelist or whatever, but everyone is called to preach the gospel. Everyone is called to evangelize. And I think that's a big part of our heart is to inspire that in people, you know, whether it's at Costco and the Holy Spirit just prompts you to pray for someone and just tell them a story about Jesus and what the gospel really is. And that is just as important as, you know, Actually, I would say even more important than sharing it in front of like large groups. It's just those acts of obedience that can really set things off in the spirit. And we can see yeah. more and more people come to know Jesus everywhere. Yeah. Usually usually 90% of people who, who continue on in their faith have a person who has invited them. You know, whether they invite yeah. them to your meetings or whether they are just shining their light every single day. So, yes, yes. Yeah. Hey, uh, um, I was going to ask, if, if it's okay. No, go for it. Uh, Logan, I was going to ask, I know... And there is such a need for ministry in general, but particularly when I see the statistics of uh, of the indigenous um, people and communities, you know, even more so the the thought that that um, you know we need to see God moving in in delivering you know some of the things that are happening in, amongst the indigenous people, and that now um, as I was in like a province east of us, there there was. There was a number of ministries that I kind of saw. They they kind of networked together. One I remember particularly was Bill Prankard, and his ministry uh, when I was in Ontario. Now, are there other ministries that you partner with in terms of doing evangelism amongst Indigenous people? Yeah, I actually I actually work with leaders within reserves. Nice. Um, a lot of them don't have pastors, so I actually really engage with them, and then I connect with other individuals with that. And um, majority of them are chiefs and councils, or just people in general that are leaders within the community. Then I connect with them, and then I and then I kind of just uh, build build relationships. That's one of the key things to do is build relationships into these places where the gospel can be preached. Sometimes you can't just come and preach and try to preach to them, but if you build that relationship, then you then they'll welcome you in with open arms and then they'll open their hearts. And then one of the key things I want to share is that people need revival. And when we try to when we bring the presence of God, it sets communities free. And it's already happening to the reserves that I've been attending by bringing in the good news and sharing the gospel like I've done. I I don't treat anybody different within like even the youth or the adults or I preach the same way. And the, and the, the Holy Spirit shows up in the presence of God. See, that's what's going to change the people's hearts. When they encounter revival, they get revived and they realize there's a different way. So that's where the change of mind of repentance happens is because when they encounter the presence of God, they change their mind of the direction they're going and something shifts and then revival hits. And that's kind of what is we've been seeing building the relationships of chiefs and councils or just in leaders and generals that are on the ground. I think that that oh, is yeah. 
it, I think that that's really, you know, integral because um, the humans were relational, you know, and I think it, it doesn't matter if you're indigenous or, you know, whatever. No, most people don't like it when you show up to where they live and where they are and tell them that their way of life is wrong. Does it, does, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are or what life you've lived. So I think that that, you know, like building relationship is always the most important part. I mean, like I've never gone and done like super long-term missions work overseas or anything, but I've done some mission stuff. And that's always like the first thing they try to tell you. It's like, yeah, you're there to, you know, build relationship and, uh, you know, take part in, in their world. So I think that that is like really, really powerful. And I think for those listening, you know, I think that, you know, whether it's your neighbor or your, even your own son or daughter, or maybe just somebody at work, like try being their friend first and building a relationship mm -hmm. with them first. Right. I think we, we, we could echo that. I think that that is like really, really important. And I think that that is like so very powerful that you guys like take that approach. For sure. So, I, I'm, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged just because you, you may not have remembered the, the tent revivals that you had seen, but I certainly, when I was a younger Christian, remember there were evangelists who came in and, and way, just as you were explaining it, you know, there was something about individuals who came in and under the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, they began to speak and God did something through the anointed mm. word which began to change hearts and lives of people. And, and my concern is that we don't see that often anymore. And so, you know, yeah. the, the hope is to continue to see the, the presence of the Holy Spirit move through your ministry and similar ministries. I really, yeah, I really agree in this. And I'm, the people can hear church, they could hear preaching, preaching and preaching and preaching. But they need to encounter uh, the Holy Spirit. And that's part of my testimony because I was uh, full of drugs and alcohol and the crazy lifestyle that I lived. When I encountered 23 and a half years ago, the Spirit of God, and whoever's listening can go into our website actually and, and listen to this testimony. It's through Hunter and Huntley Street or 700 Club, one of them. When I spoke about 10 minutes, it'll be about 10 minutes, and how I heard the voice of God uh, in the language. My first language is Cree. Wow. Then, then English afterwards. But I encountered the presence of God in a tent meeting, and uh, I got radically touched by the Spirit of God because I, I felt a hopeless life. I felt uh, empty, I felt dark, I felt so uh, in despair, and I felt like there was nothing going for me. Maybe there's somebody listening even now that are going through this process, and I realized when I came to the meeting, I didn't remember the sermon too well. I remember the te partly the, part, uh, the testimony, but when I walked in, I walked in into the presence of God. And, and I wept for days in, in this tent meeting. I just came in and I just wept because I felt the love in the presence of God. And that's what changes the hearts of people. Those three days, I was never the same. I didn't come out of that tent meeting the same person. 
that was 23 and a half years ago. Now I say to God that whenever I go and share somebody, I want people to experience the same thing I'm telling you right now. And the amazing thing was he's fulfilled his word. I do go and share the good news and my testimony, and the same things happens to everyone that I've been ministering to. It's been it's been amazing. Very thankful. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I like for me, it's it's really encouraging to uh, to hear that. And so, listeners, I encourage you all. Um, I will link their website and all their social medias in the description of this episode because. Um, I mean, I just think they do an incredible job as somebody who, who makes social media content. Um, but I have listened to, to Wade's story. Uh, I mean, I've known Wade and, and Jenny in person, so we've talked a little bit about it. But, uh, you know, I did a little bit of research before we sat down and, to do this um, recording just because I was like, oh, I want to make sure that I have an understanding of, like, what you guys do so I'm not coming in completely blind and looking like a buffoon. Um, and so I like just started Googling you guys a little bit just to see what you do. And, you know, wait, I was really moved. Um, because you were like on the news or something. It was like some like big (laughs) Canadian thing or whatever. It was on truth and reconciliation. Day, And you started telling like, like some of your story. And I remember like listening to it in my office here at work and I started tearing up a little bit because I was so like mm-hmm. inspired and moved by like yeah. the way that, that God like is using you. And so I think that that it's an incredible story um, for the listeners um, to go and, and, and listen because it shows one of true like humility on your part to come to God, but also to just see like the amazing work of the Holy spirit. So I highly encourage listeners to go and, and to do that. Hey, now, do you have, do you have maybe, um, I imagine you have a, a number of stories, but if, do you have any kind of uh, testimony or a story of, you know, something that has happened as a result of, of the ministry, a life changed or, uh, you know, something that took place where you just really saw God move that might be able to encourage Absolutely. people who are listening? Yeah, I was at a, I can share a real big one. One of my favorites, actually. I was ministering with in Saskatoon in one of the churches, the churches where we attend uh, Christ the Healer Church. Uh, it's on downtown yep. uh, Saskatoon. I know, I know Christ the Healer. I've been there a couple times. <laughs> yeah, so as I was preaching at this church and then there was commotion in the back of the church service and then and uh i felt that there was almost borderline interruption coming up and i felt that something was happening and then the mother of a daughter came up and said she she needs prayer and so i went right to the back of the church right into the uh just the entrance and there was a lady there that had kidney kidney problems kidney failures on both kidneys uh blood problems uh alcohol drug problem actually drinking every second day and uh yeah she when i walked up to her i i felt like the compassion of jesus and i just said to her look at my eyes i said I've been there and I've experienced everything that you have been going through in your life. And I, and I believe right now tonight uh, that is going to change. And, uh, I prayed for her right there and, uh, she just started to weep and cry. 
And it was 22 months ago. Um, we just came off her wedding this last fall, and uh, she shares that testimony on our Inspire Fire page. And she, that night, she said the kidneys that were diminishing or the percentage of it, like, going, they came back alive again. Amen. Wow. And then she hasn't touched alcohol or drugs ever since that day. Then God restored her and her hips as well and just her 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 body in general. And when she started coming to church and <laughs> things started to change and um, her family, other family members started noticing that she came to the Lord and she would share that to their family. So the whole family were coming to, to to the church services. So just by one act of obedience, um, God touched that person and it affected people around her. That was one of my favorites because I've seen a lot of salvations because of that one testimony, and that's one of many. Hmm. That's incredible. Like, you know, I would love to hear one from Jenny as well. Just I think like... And I don't think people can't hear enough of these amazing stories. So I don't know if the if Mrs. Mrs. has a cool story or not that that she wants to share as well. I just think I don't I, I don't know. I just want to hear another one. It's just so cool to hear how God moves. Sure. Honestly, I just think of our other friend. Um, she goes to the, the really great thing about partnering with pastors again. So our local church where we attend when we're not traveling is we get to see like the ongoing fruit. So um, Wade, it's kind of more like Wade as well, but um, he prayed for our friend Tara and she was struggling with alcohol and cigarette addiction and she got free, like just a miracle. It was months and months of just struggling, but it was also, she said, like the Holy Spirit healed her heart when we prayed for her and she was just struggling from like a breakup or something. And, and it was just been so amazing. That was just over a year ago. And we get to see her all the time at church, raising her hands, worshiping God and just free <laughs> and staying free. And she's at prayer almost every day at her church. She's an intercessor, just an amazing young woman of God, just on fire now. And just blows my mind how good God is. That's awesome. I, I, I think that the relationship too that like you have with that person, both these people that you mentioned is like so incredible, like it's such an incredible model for other people to kind of listen and to follow like along with and stuff. Right. It's like, and, and here's the thing I encourage the people listening and kind of even a reminder for myself to a little bit, like you don't have to hold the title evangelist or pastor to do these kinds of things. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. Like you can go up to somebody on the street and just ask to pray yes. for them and watch how God moves and, and all these different things. And so I just think that, um, just encourage the listeners that like, you don't have to hold a certain title to do that. You know, like that's right. The, you know, there's tons of, you know, examples and, and things of, people who I know who have just accepted a prompting and healed somebody or not healed, had the, the Holy spirit move through them. Uh, and, yeah. and, it, and yeah. it's, it's incredible when that stuff happens. And I think you guys mentioned it earlier on in the podcast. Um, it starts a ripple effect. Like when you do it once and that person becomes like so excited and empowered and inspired, they're going to go out and tell somebody else. And then they tell somebody else and then they tell somebody else. And, and I think that that's like, mm -hmm 
super awesome. And so like, that's partially the heart behind us doing this podcast is hopefully it, it starts the conversation with people wanting to do that. Um, but I just wanted to really like encourage the listeners that like, you don't have to be like Wade and Jenny to have this fancy, you know, thought out ministry plan and, and all these things. It's like, you can just listen to God and and move in your everyday life. I, I, we, we all have something to share and God has always given us something when, as soon as you accept Jesus, there's always, there's always something that God, the Holy Spirit imparts on us to share with friends and family. And again, it is, it is in those personal moments that we really begin to see God move. But I'm encouraged as I listen as I listen to your your story. And, and Logan has had a bit of a head start by knowing who you are. And I'm kind of coming onto the podcast just kind of intrigued by the ministry. Uh, but I I see I see the power. Maybe maybe I lament the fact that there are not as many people that have your ministry uh, because there's something that takes place when um, someone who has a special anointing to speak. And as they speak, the Holy Spirit moves and lives are changed at a, in a meeting that it, it energizes that, that all of a sudden those people go home and say, you know what? I can do that as well. I can go and, and tell mm. my friend, I can, I can say something. And there is a, there is something that is important from anointed ministries, which go into a community preach the gospel, and leave an energy uh, that is produced by the Holy Spirit um, to be able to go on and continue even after you're gone. And so as a pastor, as a senior pastor, Mm -hmm. as I'm I'm viewing this, you know, my my question is always, so how do I I support the ministry of uh, evangelism or itinerant ministries basically that's what your yours would be you're you're kind of going all over the place you don't have one particular location that you go you go where you're invited you go where the holy spirit leads you go where uh you know as your as your ministry goes and increases there will probably be churches uh who will say hey why don't you come here uh, and and come and preach for a weekend uh, a retreat or a uh a crusade or whatever we want to call it these days. It's yeah. that ministry has changed so much in the last mm-hmm. 10 yeah. years, really, but the gospel hasn't, the message hasn't changed, you That's know? Right, yeah. So as a, as a pastor, I'm speaking from my heart as a senior pastor who laments the fact that we don't see, I don't see a lot of itinerant ministries that, that are anointed that you can say, Hey, why don't you come in? How as a pastor do I support um, evangelistic ministries like yourself. If you see the fruit, like that's that's kind of one of the key things. When uh, and we really believe that if we can get born again and get radically saved, why not have signs and wonders follow the ministry? And that's kind of like that's kind of like nails things down, like when we're going into other areas. But I really believe um, when you do see that, you could get behind them in prayer and fasting and um, financial support, especially from a pastoral perspective for evangelism. Like, that's going to explode, though. Like, you you said you don't see that much. It's going to explode because this is where it's happening. Like, a church should be a sending church. And then when you get when you see somebody or moving in the gifts that are operating, release them to as God is showing them what they need to do in their lives 
Like there's a lot of people sitting in your church that are ready to go. They some of them are just don't know. <laughs> but then you could you could you could release them and and as the Lord's showing them things, the only because everybody should be an evangelist in yeah. a sense, but evangelizing the the areas so it's very important. So yeah, and I was gonna um. Do you guys have like on your website like a way for people to give? Like, is there a a way for like if listeners are really inspired and do want to like obviously they can pray, um, but if there is a way they want to give financially, is there anything on the website that tells them how to do that or anything like that? Yes, our website should be released any day now. Okay, <laughs> We're so excited for that to finally come through. Okay, but in the meantime, we just have e transfer, okay. and you can e transfer Inspire Fire Ministries at gmail.com perfect um yeah so listeners if you're listening and you feel you know prompted to give and you want to do that then then please go ahead and do that but even if you just want to pray for pray for them and uh just pray that you know the holy spirit keeps using them and keeps moving through them and everything i think that that is like a real um powerful thing to do because um like i have never gone and done like a a meeting such as this but i've gone and done like camp and other types of things and like as a speaker of somebody who's gone and like to do something like that it it takes a certain like toll on somebody that you might not necessarily like think about you know like yeah it might not be as physically demanding as like you know say working in an oil rig or something but there's a spiritual responsibility and weight yeah. that like comes alongside with like preaching the gospel and caring Very for the good, spiritual yes. well-being of people and so like i just encourage our listeners to like really think about that and just be praying for um pray for your leaders who are going out and doing those kinds of things because i was at camp last summer and i got super sick like physically sick of course um because it's camp and you're around you know grubby dirty kids all the time love them to death but they're they're germ factories um and and of course i got really sick and um I was speaking at our junior youth camp and, um, you know, one of the other like guest speakers, you know, she prayed for me and, you know, I definitely felt, I definitely was better. Like I wasn't fully healed, but it I was well enough to like go and like go and preach. And I know that like I had people here in our office and at our church, like praying for me. And like, I physically like felt different after it. Like I felt better. Mm-hmm. I was still sick. I could barely talk, but I still went up there and I still, you know, shared the gospel and all these things. And, um, I just didn't recognize like how much like spiritual weight and responsibility responsibility comes like with, with that. And so I don't say that to like scare people from shying away from sharing the gospel. Cause that's the amazing thing is like, despite all of that, God still empowered me, still gave me the tools and the resources through the Holy spirit, um, to share and stuff. And so I just really wanted to echo what Wade said that like, be praying for these people. Be praying for the leaders of your church, um, and and just you know evangelists and these people who are actually going out and doing it. Because there's a there's a spiritual weight and responsibility that I don't think a lot of people always think about. Like I I don't want to say Very a whole good. I don't want to say a whole lot because we want to actually hear what you have to say really. Yeah. And um, but one thing that I will say is that is that the importance of prayer for a ministry like this is crucial because. Because when God moves through a ministry like this, all of a sudden that ministry becomes a target. 
There's yes. a spiritual yeah. battle which takes place. And I would imagine that's right, yeah. That when that takes place, you you want to have a people who are covering you, right? And <clears throat> that you always want people who will be helping you to make the right choices. I imagine a a, a board or a a group of people who you trust. Uh, maybe even a ministry or a place where you a church where you call home where where those people are kind of there as part of the the connection to your ministry and uh, and just people helping you along just because this isn't something you can do alone you need you need people you need people that you're accountable to you need people that are Absolutely. are helping you in the whole process uh, to keep yourself mm-hmm. strong and to keep yourself covered and so that, that's why I believe that there's an important, it's the reason that I believe that there are so many ministries of the evangelism that we don't see is because they are targets. You know, Satan doesn't like it when you go into a town and people get saved. And it's a terrible thing to, to, for his kingdom, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So just, just to explain on a practical level the importance of covering ministries like these. So, yes. Go ahead. Yeah. Going back a little bit to the earlier thing that I said, there is a day of fasting. There's sometimes three days of fasting or seven or 21 days. And that's how we birthed it when we did even before we started the ministry, when we seek the Lord. And uh, through that, we started building relationships with other individuals, other ministries, and we got them to start partnering with us and uh, started to do a work with us. Um, we also have a, an intercessor team, and we are thank God for them. <laughs> and so, honestly, we put together even in more intercessors in this new year. And I would say we've seen massive advances since we did that. So just the importance, like you said, of having that prayer covering, that intercession covering. Uh, we have people praying for us right now as we do this interview. Um, and for days in advance, we told them about it. And so it really makes a huge difference. And as well, we have a son. Um, he's four, almost four. And so it's true. If the the enemy can't attack maybe the preacher, sometimes like my son and I will just feel spiritual attack. And it's just so, so important to have that prayer covering. But also, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like my husband, we're ordained under um, our church fellowship, which is from a different church in Melfort, but anyways, so yeah, we're accountable to people. My husband has several mentors and I have a mentor as well. So we're just so thankful for pastors and uh, people, intercessors that come alongside us because we really could not do anything that we do without them. It's a team effort. It's it's like this too. Um, it's like we're the body of Christ, right? So we have to work together as one unit. And so if we, uh, one is going in, there should be uh, like 30, 40 people backing them up. So I have like pastors, about 10 pastors that I visit and talk to and, uh, and they, I just fire out a text sometimes we're going into these areas. Also, I've built relationships through my wife, um, had connections through uh, prophets and um, the fivefold ministry and some of them were from Nigeria, Filipinos, um, and they have big prayer meetings. And so what I do is I, I go and sit with them every so often in a Zoom call, and they pray for me and my wife and my family in the ministry. And they do that every month or sometimes twice a month. So praise the Lord. And last thing I would say on that um how you can support us. Like, I know it's the most simple thing, but I'm just so thankful when we are home and we go to church at our home church, 
that people just smile and like are happy to see us and like want to hear stories and you know it sometimes it can be like people are like oh where were you you know and that is like kind of hurtful when you're like out sharing the gospel and they're just expecting you to be in Sunday service every Sunday but you've been out sharing so it's just so encouraging when people um just understand what you do love you and just a nice smile on Sundays in your home I think that's Praise the Lord yeah I think um I think that the ministry that you guys do is so incredible and that's why I was really wanting to like get you guys on because um I just love what you guys do because it's just something that I'm not necessarily like fully called and equipped to do right now. Um, but I do have, we have the small platform to help you guys um, share that message. And maybe we inspire the next person to, to go out and do it. And um, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of the goal uh, with that, which I think is so incredible. Um, and we're kind of coming up on our time here because um, we just don't want to so, take too much more and we kind of got other stuff to do today. So, but um, we just wanted to, I wanted to give you guys the floor. If there's anything that we didn't cover yet, if there's any story or, you know, piece of advice, story or, you know, whatever that you wanted to just um, share with us, something that maybe God's laid on your heart. Um, the floor is yours. You just, you know, whatever is, whatever's God's got left in the tank for us. All right. I have a really good story. In the reserve where I went, uh, about uh, two months ago, I shared the gospel at a funeral service. And the thing is, you'll never know where God opens the door. And uh, when I got to, when I went over there, I ended up just ministering. The guy that I passed, the past passed away. I led him to the Lord two weeks and a half before he passed away, and he wanted me to come and share. Uh, in his reserve, and so when I did share the good news there in my testimony, and uh, the Spirit of God came and just ministered to 390 people in this in this funeral, and I ended up sharing the testimony that really ministered to the guy that had passed away, and he wanted me to share that again, but I didn't know it was going to be on his funeral, and so I did, and I shared a, a word of God. Uh, to them, and uh, people got touched powerfully. There was leaders in that place, and God caused all those leaders uh, to be touched by the Holy Spirit, and now doors have opened. You never know when you're going forward who you're going to impact or uh, what group you're going to impact. Uh, you're going to be people on the streets or on a, a Walmart or uh, in the mall, as God prompts you to do these things, you never know that it, that person can change his, his or her community uh, if she goes back to those places or family. So always take the time of hearing the Spirit of God when you're waking up. Or if you haven't today, haven't given your heart to Jesus, I would ask that even wherever you are right now that are listening to my, my, my voice, that having a relationship with the Heavenly Father through His Son, Jesus, as we receive Him into our lives, we need to receive Him into our lives in order to know the Father. So it's important, and I want to just lead you into that. that uh, this is how I would go about doing that everywhere I went. And I said, um, 
God, I repent. And I ask that you just forgive me of all my sins. And I ask you to just come into my life. As these guys were talking about it, I don't really understand, but I pray that you would show me. And I believe you died on the cross for me and rose again three days later because of me. You came, you died for me, that I could have this life with you. And so I, I receive you into my life. And today, give me the strength to walk with you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 <laughs> I think that that's really powerful. And so, you know, somebody listening, if you if that prayer touched you, please reach out to reach out to us. Um, message us, respond in the comments, whatever you want. Because, um, yeah, if that prayer changed your life or just you want to have more questions about it, whatever, or anything that we've talked about, you can email forgiven at bethelbrandon.ca or you can, you know, hit me up on any of the social medias. Uh, and um, yeah, we would love to uh, we would love to uh, continue that conversation with you. Um, please go check out Inspire Fire Ministries on Facebook, Instagram. Um, and then once their website launches, um, I will link that as well. Um, Wade and Jenny, thank you so much for coming on and taking time out of your day to be on the forgiven podcast with us it was a true honor first of all i just was nice catching up um but it was amazing hearing how god is moving through the ministry that you're doing and i uh, i'm really excited to uh to see and follow it you know even more and and everything and so i just i encourage our listeners to go and support them in whichever way um that they can um Pastor Mike, do you want to pray for us as we end, end off today's episode? Just kind of throw you on the spot. No problem at all. Well, Father, we just, as as a church, we pray a blessing on the ministry of Inspire Fire Ministries. I pray, God, that you will keep them strong. I pray that you will protect them. I pray that you will continue to anoint and to bless the ministry that you are already doing through them. Lord, just pray for uh, all of the Indigenous uh, people throughout our country who so... so um, so much need the good news of the gospel and that lord you are just this is just one ministry that you're using father but we're just praying father for the continued blessing upon them as they go and continue your work we pray in jesus name amen amen um, amen amen um thank you for listening um everybody again thank you wade and jenny for uh coming on um and yeah go and check out inspire fire ministries um that's Thank it for you. this episode. Yeah. God bless. It was our pleasure.